And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighbor. Won't you be mine? Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Won't you be mine? Be your what? Podcast partner. Yes, I will. DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. I will I, always I'm, be your pod partner. <clears throat> I am so glad to hear it. I'm just, I'm feeling good. You know, I wanted to send out, I sent out a, a message of positivity today. Positivity. I wanted to send out, I wanted to send out a thank you to all of the people who support us and listen to us and enjoy our stuff and interact with us on Twitter. I saw that who, and I was like, I don't think I've got any new merch to sell. What are you doing? I'm doing it. I'm doing it without an agenda. And maybe that in and of itself is the agenda. Crazy. I'm doing I'm doing it just because trying to win hearts and I want to. Huh? I'm trying to win hearts and let people know that we appreciate everything you do for us and that you appreciate what we do for you. And going off of that, let's get right to the email with Rob, I believe. Rob has an email for us Random, Random Ramblings, which is a great two word combination random ramblings. random ramblings with rob says this just wanted to say thank you both for the weekly content you provide me and my fellow listeners i've listened since the solo days of dc if you dc can recall i made the comment after your first show stating that your voice sounds like if morgan freeman and mr rogers could have a baby in any case thanks for all you do and keep it up you know, Thumbs up emoji. That that's a very, very nice letter. Um, but I'm not seeing Doc Manson listed. I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to go there. So you, you have to find the as like our piece of positivity to kick off the show. That's what you claim in this little outline of yours. When in fact, the entire point of this was to rub it in my face that. Rob and his random ramblings have not bestowed any praise upon Doc Manson. You're trying to rile me up in the first minute of this podcast. Are you saying you deserve more praise? Always. Well, I just... He's thanking us both. I'd like to point out the word both is in there. Uh-huh. That you provide both me and my, his fellow listeners. Uh-huh. So. All two of them. He's... And then if you want to jump right? if you want to jump to a you focused email, you can move right along to Chris Hawks because of course he's gonna throw me under the bus and talk about you. So let's get one email each. How about that? What did DC do to put Doc into such a grumpy mood? And has Doc watched any of the screen TV series? Would like to hear his thoughts. Said from his iPhone. That's from Chris Hawk. Um DC existed. Honestly, I think that's probably... That's all I need to do. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't remember you really doing anything last week to put me into a grumpy mood. Last week, I believe it was on a private earful or something. I tried to stage a little mini intervention because you were just so... You were even more morose 
than usual. Wait a minute. And I was trying to get to the bottom of it. So is that what this is about, starting with positivity? You're trying to get me to not just use <clears throat> podcasts as an outlet of negativity like some people in the wrestling community who have to issue apologies today? <clears throat> I don't want you... I want you to be Bret Hart for all the good reasons. I want you to be the excellence of execution right. and not the bitter old veteran. I think, That's what right, I want. I will try for you, Bobby. I will try. <clears throat> and I have actually made a point. If you look at the outline that I sent you, which you're not going to acknowledge at all, but that's fine. I think I already if you look it. at it, <clears throat> the words Roman Reigns and Stephanie McMahon do not appear on it at all. And I was going to try to make this show, with the exception of this part, obviously, uh-huh. <clears throat> a podcast where we didn't talk about the two people you dislike most on Raw. My positivity is already draining. <laughs> just, just from the mere mention the, of the their names. Mention. Mick Foley wore a flannel suit. He looked ridiculous. He wore a flannel, which is what made it so good. If that's what you want to call it. Come on. It was a flannel suit. It was. All right. Well, either way, I hope you out there in the neighborhood are having yourselves a fantastic week. It was a very big week. A lot is going on in the world of wrestling, specifically in the WWE. Uh, Do you have any thoughts? This isn't on the list, of course, but I'm going to bring it up now uh, just so we can get it over with. Any thoughts on the Paige situation? She has been suspended again. She went on Twitter and claimed it was a doctor's note issue. WWE counteracted that. By saying it was not a doctor's issue, it was an illegal substance, or are you just going to turn it to the cookie you're eating? Is that where we're going? Is that the transition you'd like to make? Yep. What what, what, what are you eating there, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson? Uh, it is a, a, I'm assuming, a pumpkin cookie with some sort of vanilla frosting. It looks like... What does it look like? Uh, if a... It looks like a Samoa, the the pattern, or or a Keebler fudge stripe. Is it a Keebler fudge stripe with pumpkin? It's a Keebler fudge stripe, but it's a pumpkin spice cookie with white fudge drizzled on and coated on the bottom. And how is it? Oh, it is tasty. Is it pumpkin-y enough for your tastes? Yeah, um, it has a mild amount of spice. Um, there's maybe some sort of pumpkin going on. Overall, a very mild flavor. Um, good, but, you know, not not really scratching the itch. Okay, I have to tell you about my pumpkin experience of the week. I normally don't have them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but in the office of the school in which I work, there is a candy dish for which teachers can go and partake. And there were these strange orange... They looked a little like Starlight Mints, except instead of the red, they were orange. Mm. And so I was not really thinking. I just kind of grabbed one and put it in my mouth and was like, all right, this is an interesting flavor that I can't really put my finger on. I won't say it's bad, but I wouldn't seek it out. And I asked later what it was, and somebody told me it was a pumpkin spice, quote unquote, mint or hard candy. I did, did not know it existed. Take one for me? I did not. What a jerk. I did not, because I assume I will not have a Keebler fudge stripe pumpkin cookie waiting for me anytime well, soon. Well, if you came over in the next 24 hours before they're gone. What else do you have there? Oh, my goodness. There's a wrapper of some sort. Yep. This would be a pumpkin spice Twinkie. 
Now, is it the cake or is it the frosting that is pumpkin-y? Or is it both? All right. What does it smell like? It smells... Well, if I go from the top... And I go right, a, right across the sponge. Um, I'm getting yellow, yellow Twinkie sponge cake. Uh, pure. I'm not. I'm not getting any real hint of uh, pumpkin spice. Now hold on. I'm, I'm going to flip it over. I mean, that's where the uh, the creamy goodness injection ports are located. And I'm just going to give that a, a quick. Okay. Wait, can you say, is that a technical term? The creamy goodness injection ports? Yes, yes. As you can see, there's, there's three in a row. Oh, I'm aware of the them. Bottom. I didn't know they had a technical a- term. Absolutely. The the C, the C gip, if you will. Uh, absolutely. The creamy good injection ports. As I run my my nose across here, I get a, I get a, a, a sense of yeah, a bouquet of, of, of spice. Yes, okay. Uh, um... A little bit of the pump. Okay, I'm definitely sensing that this is a yellow sponge cake Twinkie normal, but filled with a pumpkin spice cream. Right, I'm gonna take a right. nibble here, nibble on the end, just to try the try the cake. Okay, yes, I can confirm. I can confirm, DC. This is a standard Twinkie cake. All right, I'm gonna go in for a deeper. A deeper uh, bite here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get one of those first, uh, one of those cream pockets now. See if I can't get it to explode onto my tongue. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Swish it around. Mmm. Mmm. Oh. Okay. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, all right, huh? Oh, I want my tongue around in there. Mm. Okay. Um. <laughs> what in the world was that? That was a uh, a cream extraction technique. Only uh, the most advanced no, in the world. No, no, that one. no, no, it wasn't. That was a page from a book that I'm not going to name. Hey, we started this it's... conversation by talking about Paige, so you just leave her out of it. The cream is definitely pumpkin spice. Um, it is tasty. It is delicious. The yellow cake balances this very well. Um, Hostess, I think, has a winner on their hands with the pumpkin spice drinking. Uh, Compare it to the uh, Ecto Cooler Twinkies that fans of this show are familiar with you tasting. Uh, I would put this above the Key Lime Slime Twinkie, but somewhere below uh, the uh, Marshmallow White Fudge uh Cro- chocodile that they attempted to pass off. Mm-hmm. Definitely somewhere below. All right. <clears throat> Did you get the ones? There's some Halloween-themed one with, like, a chocolate frosting. Ah, uh, yes. Choco <coughs> Screams. Uh, yes. I did see those, and they were in the cart. I almost bought them. They were in the cart. I almost... Until I saw, around the other end of the aisle on the end cap, the pumpkin spice. And I said, well, I have to get those. So... I suppose that's true. So, that was all I could really do for that. Oh my goodness, there's three of them. You've got to spread the bounty. You're going to use up all your, your stuff. you got to save some moves. You know what this is? I know what that is. I saw you tweet it. That is pumpkin spice life cereal. It is. And you know what? I have here a small cup Pump- of milk. Pumpkin milk? No, it's just almond milk. I'm just going to pour it right on there. 
the dry flavor is good, but you know, uh, it's kind of just like life. There's maybe a little bit spice to it, but it's mostly just um, that sort of corn cereal taste. So I'm gonna go in for a bite now with my. I've got a spoon here. You can hear it. You can hear it. You can hear it. And I'm just going to let's just get this all nice and soggy. Let it soak up into the into the. Okay, I'm just gonna go in for a spoonful, huh? Oh my god! Mouthful of this. Wow. It's dribbling down my chin. It's dribbling down my chin. Um. Yeah, it is. Mmm. Hey, oh, the milk. The milk unlocks the flavor. It explodes upon the palate. Not initially. Initially, you put it in mouth and it's that corn cereal type taste. On the front of the tongue. But then, as you work it back, as you masticate, and you chew... Excuse me. As you masticate. You oh, I'm me. sorry. Um, I misheard. And, and you and you get to the swallowing phase of the of the bite, as it hits the back of the tongue. Where I can only assume the, the savory sort of um, sensors are located. It explodes into a cornucopia of pumpkin spice. Um, Do I even I can... need to be here for the rest of this show? Could I just go? Well, I mean, I've only got five more things lined up, so I'm not sure I could do a, a full show on my own. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is... This is good. This is... Mm. You know, you see, when I first got into podcasting, <laughs> I heard that one of the cardinal sins of podcasting was eating while you're recording... I heard that it can be very irritating for people <laughs> to listen to you chew. But I would like to think that our audience not only has come to accept this, I think they've grown to enjoy Oh, I'm so glad. I think they've come to enjoy these little outings. You're not even trying to get it all in your mouth. All I can tell you is I've been dreaming of this segment since I went to the grocery store last week. Oh, the slurp. The ball slurp. Mm, That was good. That is a good ball cereal. That had to look so beautiful on your audacity. The sound of that slurp. (laughs) The waveform. And I'm just going to wash all that down with a, a little Rosemary's Baby, which we've talked about before, but also quite tasty. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so hold on. Let's let's sum up yes. as we hit yes. the fifteen-minute mark here. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, <clears throat> a pumpkin cookie, fudge shot, a pumpkin, <clears throat> a pumpkin Twinkie, mm-hmm. pumpkin spice life cereal. Oh yeah, and then your traditional pumpkin ale, which we will discount for the purposes of this show because it's already been talked about. Uh, rank them, please. Rank the three in terms of. Your preference, what you would be most likely to eat again. Well, I really like the Twinkie. So if we were going off of pure flavor profile, sweetness, enjoyability, I would definitely have to say the Twinkie is at the top. However, you, 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 you brought up a point, a metric um, that I had not considered. What I am most likely to eat again might be a different answer. I don't think I would buy another box of pumpkin spice Twinkies. Uh, 
it just seems irresponsible. So, on the other hand, that Life Pumpkin Spice cereal is quite tasty. And I can't imagine it's any worse for me than standard Life cereal. Not that I checked the nutritional information. Maybe we'll do that next week. Um, so, I mean, I guess if I had to do it off of likelihood to numb again, I think I might have to go with Pumpkin Spice, uh, uh, the Life cereal. And, and the, the fudge shop cookie is clearly at the bottom. I mean, it's a tasty quite fudge and all, but it just wasn't it wasn't doing it for me all the way. Do you think, like the cereal, you need to crumble up the cookies into a bowl and then pour almond milk on them? Because, again, we had this conversation <clears throat> with another ingredient a couple of weeks ago. That there is the dunkability. We were dunking something into the... The pumpkin latte, you know, which enabled you I mean, to... if I had a pumpkin latte, that could be very, very good. Um, but that is all... That is all that I have, unfortunately. Well, I think this, this has set the bar. This has set a new bar. You know, people come to expect something from us in Shocktober. I don't know that anyone expected... The bowl slurp, the cereal bowl slurp. Do you think slurp. anyone's still listening to this podcast? We know that, yes, they are, all six or seven of them, because they are waiting I wanna, for our I, thoughts on wrestling. I mean, honestly, I, I want to tell you, I really did dream of this moment when I would eat that bowl of cereal live on the air. I'm Obviously, we're, we're recording, but I mean, live on microphone. Uh, I thought about that the moment I picked up that box of cereal in, in the grocery store, and it's been keeping me giddy all week long. All week long. Well, I re- it, it is my sincere hope that your one of the highlights of your week is doing this. And so if we can keep that going with you dreaming of these things, I think, you know, you should get yourself a P.O. box <clears throat> and you should start inviting people. To, you know, we don't need money. We don't want people to send us money, but they should start sending Speak you pumpkin spice concoctions. For you to try, you know, fans sent in. I have a items. chimney to pay for, so you know. I'm not sure I can pay contractors with pumpkin spice. Well, that's why you make the big bucks working there for a research yeah. one university. Not doing research. Maybe you still work for one. Uh huh. Should we? No, I I want to change the subject because you were you were enjoying that. <clears throat> you still have milk on your chin, I'm sure. Uh, I <clears throat> also sh- went to the movies this week. What did you see? I went Tuesday night to see Shin Godzilla. Opening night. I almost, I almost feel like that needs to be a separate podcast because yeah. that's a big thing for you. Maybe we'll uh, talk about it somewhere else. I could go on at length about it, and we are almost 20 minutes into this show, so perhaps we'll just tease it here. Uh, wh- once again, I will offer up. We can scrap it all. But you have this <clears throat> wonderful, this beautiful outline. I, I, I would, yes. I would feel as though <clears throat> all I were more... neglecting all of your hard work. And? <laughs> You're right. It causes me great joy to do so, but so okay. <clears throat> you can you can be explaining to me the Godzilla movies because I'm not sure how many I've seen. Oh, well, there's about 31 of them now, so that's what I'm saying, and I, I believe I've seen some of them in your presence and in presence of other uh, potentially puppet related people that we know. But you know, I I'm not 
as well versed into the lore. And again, we could save this for a separate show, or I am happy to discuss it now. Like I said, the only thing happened that happened this week was, you know, potentially uh, the first women's pay-per-view main event, the return of one of the most popular superstars in the world, and changing, you know, uh, an announcement on SmackDown that might potentially make a pay-per-view back to being one of the, you know, one of the biggest of the year. So it's not like we have a huge amount to talk about. I fundamentally disagree with all of the points that you just raised. Okay. I guess we better go into that then. All right. Starting well, DDT DDT wrestling at gmail.com. Pick your poison, sir. I outlined it without, you know, where do you want to start here? Let's start <clears> where you... Ross started this week. All right, so Raw, Monday Night Raw began. Well, well let's go even a step before that. <clears throat> what were your thoughts on No Mercy? It was all right. That that was this Sunday. Yep. It was a pay-per-view. It was all right. I was entertained for the two hours and 45 minutes that it was on my television. I thought it was strange that they started the show with the quote-unquote main event. I refused to actually call it the main event if it started the show. But, you know... Um, and it was a largely good show from start to finish. And Miz and Dolph Ziggler were the surprise of the night, giving me an excellent match with an outcome that I did not expect. All right. The less said about the women's matches, the better. Well, I will freely admit, I didn't watch either one. Did not watch either one. When I heard Becky Lynch was injured, it was like, all right. There's there's not a lot going on, but let's speak. Let's move now. Let's pivot because yeah. we'll come we'll come back around to SmackDown. I'm sure. Uh, let's pivot to Monday Night Raw, and Monday Night Raw began with Sasha Banks, the women's champion, yep. and Charlotte, and they are going to be having their Hell in a Cell match inside Satan's structure. Yeah. So um, remember how on this podcast we've talked about Sasha Banks being an idiot before. The character, I mean. I mean, it seems as though that is what creative wants us to believe, is that she's just a fool. Um, Because she comes out on Raw, and first thing she basically does is she, the champion, challenges Charlotte, the former champion, to a rematch. I mean, Charlotte probably has a rematch clause Anyways, All champions do. Right. But, you know, for some reason, Creative decided it would make Sasha look better to go out there and put her title on the line by issuing that challenge. Okay, I guess I'll go with you on that. But then Sasha also says, and hey, let's do that rematch in the structure known to shorten people's careers. And hey, you know, I've got a history of back problems. So why don't we do this thing in a Hell in a Cell? That also doesn't seem to make any sense to me whatsoever. So, Sasha, congratulations. You seem like an idiot. That's great. That is a great character for you to um, really evolve into. All right. Well, let me try to take uh, the opposing side. And then they Uh, decide, okay, well, let's just talk for a minute about why I'm challenging you to do this rematch in the Hell in a Cell, which is like you can shorten my career. Because of historical precedent. This is a feud that has been ongoing for years, if you trace it all the way back to the NXT rivalries. 
there should be real, genuine animosity here. As we said on this very show a couple weeks ago, are there any feuds in the WWE that could justify being in a Hell in a Cell? And I said, I believe, well, if there was one, it would be Charlotte and Sasha. And I stand by that statement. But instead of going back onto that, going on to any of the history of their feud, going on to any sort of degree of animosity, instead of actually playing upon the emotions that might actually be there existing between these two competitors... I'm issuing this challenge because of historical precedent, and the women might finally have a match in hell. Like, you had all the makings up to actually justify this thing in a storyline sense, and instead you just took the cheap way out? What was that about? What was that about, DC? Am I going to get a chance to make no, my point now? No, you are not. Because what they did is they tried to convince us that this could very well potentially be the first women's main event match of all time at a live event. Oh my gosh, darling ding! And it's going to be in a hell in a cell too. Oh man, you know what we really need to sell such a monumentous historical moment? We better trot out Roman Reigns and Rusev, our mid-card men champions to really help carry this women's feud, just in case the whim, just in case the audience doesn't respond positively to what it is we're setting out. Let's, let's go out there and, and take this historical, this main event quality women's match and, and directly compare it to our, our, our mid-card men's division by pairing them together. Let's just take all the wind right out of the sails. Of the historical sh- ship. As it sails right out of the harbor. And instead. Right to a damn typhoon. Down and round the drain it goes. To the bottom of the sea. What do you think about that? DC Matthews at DC Matthews at AI. Can I make my points now? If you must. Well, I obviously must because I had, again, every so often I have these moments where I realize <clears throat> I am but a pawn in this chess game of DDT wrestling. I don't know <clears throat> what you mean. I may have started the podcasting business. <clears throat> I may edit them and put them together, but I am really the producer. I set the stage. <clears throat> I offer up a cue. And then I sit back for three or four minutes, if not longer, and let you go. Whether it's slurping pumpkin cereal out of a bowl, whether it's letting you apparently begin to compare the women's division to a ship in a typhoon to the bottom of the sea, Uh, you you are the core of this show. I am, I don't know... Whatever layer of the earth is the least important, not the crust. Well, so far, I I agree with all the points that you're making. This is the best you've ever been on this show. (laughs) I thank you. Turning it back to the professional wrestling, let me offer up this variation of what you said. And I assume... I'm not sure I'm going to agree with this. I assume I will have the same amount of time and respectful silence as I gave you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I know I will. So, the Raw began with the women's champion, who is a fighting 
champion and her biggest rival who we can trace back to the NXT days she's not going to wait for her rival to come out and demand her rematch she is in fact going to be that sort of positive fighting champion and take the fight to the challenger and furthermore she is going to say let us do because there has been at least in some this is not a Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker style battle where they just hate each other and are trying to tear each other limb from limb there has been especially on Monday an underlining layer of respect between these two women and so they, she came out, and because these are the two best on Raw, they're going to go ahead and they are going to try to make history by having the first women's match inside of a cell. And yes, there are dangers, and as we'll get to later, I will talk about my own personal fears about the dangers because of the fact that these two women are so intent on making history. <clears throat> and then they continue to go back and forth and to further prove how serious women's wrestling is. They are no longer a sideshow. They are no longer relegated to certain sections of the show. They are as vital a piece as your mid-card, so they are going to take part in the U.S. title picture because there is some reasons for them to be together there. They are both valiant champions. And the main reason that this all needed to take place, pivoting away here a little bit, is because we needed to have the seeds planted for Lana becoming the women's champion. Because now she's been in there and there's been physicality between her and Sasha and Charlotte. So it's only a matter of time before that Russian queen takes that title. You still, yeah. you still have three minutes before I can talk again, so. I hope you all had a good day. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for equal time, so. No, I, I, <clears throat> I wanted to make the parts. I agree with you, of course. I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. <clears throat> yeah. There are parts of what you said that I, no, I do agree with. And I don't but. get me wrong. I understand everything that you're saying because, yes, that is... Apparently, the story that they are telling. Pretty much to a T. But, the one thing I disagree with in your summation, and I, I not necessarily your interpretation, because again, I think what you described is the story that they're telling, but for Charlotte to suddenly, apparently, have a respect for Sasha is incongruous with their recent interactions. Charlotte was showing zero respect to any of her competitors as the queen of the women's division on Raw with Dana at her side. Um, So her to suddenly come out here to be kind of calm, to address Sasha as though a peer um, did not flow naturally for her character at all. And I think furthered make gave me a sense of dissonance when I was sitting there watching this play out on Monday night. All right. <clears throat> do you think, you're you're absolutely right, but do you think that any of that had to do with the fact that WWE, as we'll get to a little later, is setting up this 
brand warfare heading into Survivor Series, so Charlotte and Sasha are going to need to be on the same team heading into Survivor Series for this five women versus five women match. I guess that's entirely possible. Or are we setting up a Charlotte face turn because Nia Jax is going to need to be a contender. Maybe a double turn happens at some point. I don't know. It is a little odd, but I do think... I appreciate that WWE is honoring the quote-unquote Divas Revolution and the fact that Sasha and Charlotte are part of the four horsewomen. Even if, yes, the queen of WWE has been disrespecting all of her opponents for quite some time. Uh, now let's talk about I, you know, whether or not it main events, quote-unquote, uh, Hell in a Cell really doesn't matter too much to me. Um, my big worry here, because these women are going to be the first to ever do this and they're going to want to steal the show, is that they're going to take some risks that are unnecessary. We've already seen in their match... Go ahead. You've raised your your bottle of ale, which usually means you'd like to speak. I I feel bad for having raised it. I wish I I'd just let you make your point instead of interrupting. Um, but you 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 sparked a thought in my mind. I've been thinking very much about No Mercy actually, and them saying that the main event is going to start this show. Do you think there's any chance that? on Raw's next pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell, that they also have the main event start the show. And the main event, of course, is the women's match. If you check my Twitter history from today, I said that exact thing. I did not I, read that from you. That, <clears> that is fine. I, I, believe I, I believe I said, I wonder if the match order of No Mercy was to set a precedent for Raw to follow with Hell in a Cell, where Owens versus Rollins opens the show. That's not and what I Sasha... think. <clears throat> oh, you think, you think they'll say, oh, we're going to do the main event to start, well, and it just happens to well, be... Well, exactly. They've been having this comment about how we're going to have the main event. We're going to have... The, the women are going to have the main event. But maybe their loophole is the main event doesn't is happen first. at the end of the show. All right. Well, so we had similar, you know, we're, we're similar thoughts, right. just a slight variation of a way around it. Right. Our destinations <clears throat> were opposite, but the same yes. sort of thought process. The the problem that they're going to run into, and I don't remember how they had handled this last year, is the actual structure of the cell. Are they going to bring the cell down, have a match, bring the cell up, okay. have some more matches, then bring the cell down and have another match? They have to. They have three Hell in a Cell matches. Technically, Owens and Rollins has not yet been announced for the cell. And I would not be surprised if it didn't happen in there. I wouldn't be surprised either, I suppose. So they could, whether they start the show or end the show, (coughs) excuse me, if they go from women's match, U.S. title match, then it's done. I, I think it's more likely that Owens and Rollins opens the show and then you end with Rusev Roman Reigns and then Sasha and Charlotte. But either way, I was I was talking about the risks. I'm not sure whether or not they're going to climb to the roof. That doesn't happen often, but these two have had some dangerous spots just in regular matches. 
you know, Sasha may or may not have gotten injured in their SummerSlam match. There's been the time, you know, Sasha's dives where she seems like she looks like she's breaking her neck. Charlotte's diving moonsaults that might all not always hit the mark. I am nervous that they're going to try to do something extreme because they want to set the standard and it's going to wind up coming back to haunt them. Do you share my concern? I understand what you're saying, and because they're the women, I can see that. But I also think back to the first steel cage match in NXT history, which did not occur all that long ago. And I'm trying to think about that match and the precedence that they set. And obviously it's not the same thing. It's not the same stage, right? We're not the a first steel cage match in NXT is not is not the same thing as the women having their first main event on a live uh, pay per view style event, but they they took that very old school that first steel cage match. They didn't really go out of their way to do anything too extreme. Um, they, they set did. the bar. I don't want to say low, but they set it at a reasonable starting point, so that there was room to grow in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm to believe that maybe some of the same people are paying attention to these booking decisions and are responsible for making some of these same booking decisions, I could see them coming to similar conclusions here. But ultimately, the head writer of NXT from that time is now on SmackDown, and yeah, so maybe not. I can see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I feel like cell matches go one of three ways. They are bloodbaths, not an option. <clears throat> they are pull weapons out and basically become, you know, extreme rules matches with a cell around. Right. Or they do something dangerous like Owen, not Owens, Ambrose and Rollins two years ago where they climbed halfway up and then fell off. That's so dumb. That's where I. Th- but again, which of those? Th- they're not going well, to have a bloodbath. There's a fourth <clears throat> option. It stinks. We could just uh, release all the uh, the Dobermans from the kennel in there. Yes. All right. A Punjabi prison match with the dogs from uh, the kennel. Yeah, you're right. Honestly, the last option is just that it stinks. Well, they they have themselves a very intense match, but the cell doesn't come into play as much as it probably, you know. Them, they can't do a match where it's just, you know, Charlotte is rubbing Sasha's face into the cell. That's not going to work. They've got to do something. And maybe it is. Maybe they are the first women to pull out kendo sticks and, I think we will know. see something minor with the cell. I don't think mm-hmm. they go to the top. I'd be surprised if they did any sort of spot even falling from the side of the cage halfway. I think they'll do something with it, although what I don't know. I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be of the danger level that you are concerned about. Alright. I just know Charlotte's aerial move is the moonsault Sasha's is the frog splash I don't want to see either of them from anywhere near the top of that cell. No. I mean, you want to maybe do an elimination chamber and let them do it from the top of one of the release pods. Sure. That would be fine. But the that cell, would be fine. I'm not so sure. 
<clears throat> yeah. So I so that is my worry. Chamber, by the way. I do as well. Yeah. I do as well. I don't really count the last one. You know, we saw it last year with the tag teams where Kalisto got stuck <laughs> in the roof. And then the one, like, Sheamus won the Intercontinental title because he used his Celtic cross to lock himself in. <clears throat> I am excited for the women's match. I, I think it will be good, but I have trepidations. Yeah. Um, can we just talk for just a minute? And it really only needs to be a minute. Um, I am loving what Sheamus is doing with this tag team with Cesaro. Yeah, his uh, cell phone is over more than he's ever been. I I thought it was hilarious. I'm sorry. It was, you know, it. <clears throat> I don't know if this is going to be the team to win the tag team titles, but I'm enjoying what they're doing hey, right now. Hey, maybe they can uh, substitute into the Dusty Classic. Now they're down a tag team. Uh, they are no longer down a tag team. They're not. No, I was going to save this for a private earful, which is our NXT show located on the NAI network. But since you brought check, it up, check, check it out on the NAI. NAI network. NAI network. Network. A private earful of the network. Is anyone uh, still listening to this show? <laughs> Hideo Itami <laughs> Hideo Itami is injured. Yes. I want to save that conversation uh, and the fact that I think he's done uh, da, da, for, da, 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 da. for a private earful. Okay. Uh, but Kota Ibushi's new tag team partner will be TJ Perkins. Okay. I was really hoping it'd be Tajiri. That'd be all right. Somebody even, I think it was Adster, even mentioned Orange Spider-Man, Akira Tozawa. I would have been fine with that, too. <clears throat> but TJ Perkins, I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. You know what that says to me? What does it say to you, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson? That tag team is not going all the way in the tournament. No, of course not. It'll be like Kota Ibushi himself. He'll make it to, like, the quarterfinals or the semifinals, and then that'll be it. Yep. Um. You said at one point earlier in the show that you disagreed with a lot of the points that I had made. Uh, one of them was that I was talking about the return of one of wrestling's most popular characters. What? Oh, 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 yes, yes, that. Yes. Uh, are you disagreeing with the idea that Goldberg is one of his wrestling's most popular characters all time? I probably have a skewed perspective of this. I stopped watching wrestling somewhere around the Boiler Room match. Yeah. And then I did not watch again until the year I roommate, the year I was your roommate, and my first live event that I watched was WrestleMania 20. So my very first match, reintroduction, if you will. Was Goldberg's last match, and it was terrible. And it was so terrible, I couldn't understand why anybody ever cared about this guy. And it's yes. colored my perception of him ever since. I understand that's a personal thing. I understand the legend around what Goldberg was. But it seems clear to me that the shine, uh, the, the mystique of that legend no longer existed by the time he exited from the E. So I'm not sure what people are fondly remembering, if not pure nostalgia, for an age that is no longer with us. 
This because yeah. this guy when he left was not even that guy that you're fondly remembering, and now no. this is fifteen years later. Not quite, but you know, I I totally understand. This is all nostalgia. 100% nostalgia. And Jason Maltoff, the biggest Goldberg fan, he is more of a fan of Goldberg than I'm a fan of anything. Okay. <clears throat> um, but he's even made the point. You don't even need to see him wrestle. That's a bonus. You need the entrance with the walking from backstage and the sparklers. So and you're saying I- that he's the equivalent of Eva Murray. No, because then he gets in the ring and he needs to hit a spear and perhaps a jackhammer and, you know. You said that. I did not say that. You said that. I'm not agreeing with you, nor then again am I totally disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just letting it sit there. Yeah. People can judge you as good luck getting retweeted by the New Age Insiders anymore. <laughs> That's all I will say. Uh, um, but yeah, I think this is totally a nostalgia thing. And I do think, you know, I think everyone involved, including Goldberg himself, he said it in interviews, uh, kind of would like a do-over in terms of Why does his... he deserve a do-over? Because he, he was... the company on the biggest stage of them all. And if you watch that match to this day, it is a complete disrespecting of the company of the business mm-hmm. and of mm-hmm. the fans. This man made a conscious I I... decision right alongside Brock Lesnar to put up both middle fingers on his way out, and that is exactly what they did. I would argue that he made a conscious decision in response to Brock Lesnar because when a guy like Brock Lesnar doesn't care, there's not much you're going to be able to do to salvage that situation. Right. So he could have he could have walked out, I suppose, but that would have been even worse. He could have, you know, <clears throat> I haven't seen the match in a long time, but he could have tried to actually, you know, make it a more realistic fight, but <clears throat> in all fairness, when your opponent doesn't care. And in all fairness, I do think while both of them did show a disinterest in that match that has stuck with me. And again, partly because it was one of my reformative moments of coming back to this sport, which is probably why it, it sticks with me so so heavily. Sure. But at the same time, I guess I do have to acknowledge that the fans in attendance were really crapping all over that match. Yeah. So I, th- I think he saw the situation. reaction. He saw the situation, and that was supposed to be his last match Anyways, that was it. He was going to wrestle Brock Lesnar. He had announced it being his last match first, right? Yes. Brock Lesnar was supposed to stick around. 48 hours beforehand also was like, I'm done too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just a sucky situation. And for a guy who was, depending on who you ask, is easily in the top 10 WCW-wise, possibly even in the top five. So is that, you know. Is that like one spot or four? Four spots behind Scott Steiner. Depends again. Depends on who you ask, who they would rank, whether they would rank Goldberg or the Big Bad Booty Daddy. Is that but, 10 spots or 27 spots behind David Arquette? They were both world champions. Where do you 
rank it behind RoboCop, the great WCW competitor, RoboCop. RoboCop didn't compete. He just showed Isn't up. Isn't that nice? Tell See, me more. <laughs> what was it? It was that really almond milk, or was that like a White Russian that you? <laughs> Well, I also had the ale, so you know. All right, and I suppose that's true. You have, you are reintroducing alcohol into your life, so it might be affecting you differently than it normally would. Um, I I don't know. He would rank above RoboCop and above David Arquette, and again, depending on your opinions, Scott Steiner had a long tag team run before he completely lost his mind. Um, but, uh, you know... It, this was we had never seen anything like Goldberg before, you know. Braun Strowman right now is trying to be Goldberg, and it's just not happening. So, right. what do you think will happen when Goldberg comes back to Monday Night Raw, and the entire audience starts chanting "Ryback" at him? I don't believe Ryback. that will happen at all. Ryback. Right back. What do you, what, what do you think will happen, DC? At DC Matthews NAI. I can't tell if you're trying to be Stuart Smalley or the church lady, but it's one of the two. I'm thinking more of a Jiminy Click type vibe. You have to be sitting in your chair awkwardly and shoving donuts in your face in order for me to get that. that I was love Jiminy Click. kind of the first 15 minutes of this show tonight. All right, fair point. <laughs> Anyway. It's a Jiminy Glick show happening. Um, <clears throat> do you care at all? I know you have a you have a different perspective uh, of Goldberg no, than no, many no. others. I, I was sort of playing devil's advocate, as I do in my obstructionist ways. Um, I do think that it's an interesting development. This is certainly a fellow who I never expected to see back. I'll be interested to see what they do with him. And part of that is because I I cannot imagine how they win in this scenario. I mean, you bring them back, it sounds like all all systems are pointing towards Goldberg versus Lesnar. What do you do? Do you have him beat Lesnar? That seems like a waste of Brock Lesnar. Do you have him lose to Brock Lesnar? That seems like a waste of Goldberg coming back after 13 years away. I disagree. You think he comes back to job? Like one of the things he said on that ESPN interview was, he is interested in protecting his legacy. Yes, you think his You're absolutely legacy right. is going to be? I'm going to come back and job to a bunch of people in this company. I don't think so. <clears throat> no, he's going to lose in the competitive match that should have happened at WrestleMania 20 to Brock Lesnar. He will not job. He will lose because he is a, a however old he is, 49-year-old guy who's been out of wrestling for 12 years. He should lose to the beast. So he comes back. He matches up physically with Brock Lesnar. He can throw him around a little bit, which not too many guys can do. And then he loses. And Brock Lesnar continues to be the man. Goldberg walks away having one last great match. Do you think he's and coming so, back for one match? Yes. Did he, has he said that officially? No, but I think he comes back, he wrestles that one match, and he's the headliner of the Hall of Fame in 2017. Okay. All right. That's my guess. Do you think That's he has guess. that match at WrestleMania? 
they're making it sound? Well, I suppose <clears throat> what with if, Brock Lesnar, you never know. What if they do it at WrestleMania and they make the stage this year look exactly like the stage from WrestleMania 20? And then they go back retroactively and splice in footage from this match into every digital copy of WrestleMania 20 that exists. People are going to be like, man, Goldberg got really old overnight. He's, he's, they should call him, they should call him Oldberg. Now that's clever. Thank you. Uh, They'll even get Austin to be the referee again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think it, I'm guessing the Rumble. I think Survivor Series is too soon. I think WrestleMania is too late. So that leaves the Rumble. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's jump around here a bit because jump, I jump don't... around. Jump, jump, jump around. The only other thing I want to ask you about Raw, and we can come back to these other topics if you want, is what in the world is you... an Emelina? That's not the question, well, the but it is what I, I want to know. Here, so. Well, I don't know what an Emelina is. I feel like they're trying to do a flashback. They're trying to make her into a diva, despite the fact that they don't do divas anymore. Yeah, it's really strange, because I really liked her um, her dark Emma character that she was portraying in NXT and had just begun transitioning to the main roster. I, I thought that was unique enough that uh, I would have liked to. But, I mean, at the same time... This is a performer who brings a lot of baggage with them, so maybe a clean break is the best thing for her? I I, I don't know. I'm not going to make the joke. Come on. I'm going to assume she bought the baggage <laughs> totally legally. Yeah. Uh, Do you want Chris Jericho to be Universal Champion before he's done? I don't care. I'm okay with it, but I don't need to see it, no. <clears throat> When do you think, because they keep teasing potential dissension within the team of Jericho and Owens, do you think that ends sooner rather than later? Do you think it's just, it's going to, this team's going to stick around a while? What is their next forgettably named pay-per-view of zero importance? I believe they're doing Roadblock in December. This is going to be one of those weird years where literally there are two of the same pay-per-view in a calendar year. I really think it's very, very strange that Roadblock is no longer on the road to WrestleMania. I've mentioned that on this show before. I'm starting a petition on Change.org. Neighborhood, I expect you to turn out in droves. Let's get this 100,000 signatures down. It should only take us about eight hours. Let's get this in front of President Obama because it needs to be law. Uh, I lost the thread. Something about Emma and a roadblock. The end. I demand it. He also demands more praise. Isn't that special? Come on! What about Bailey? She's having trouble with jobbers. Is that the right move? Stop reading <laughs> off my card. Anna Fields, Cammy Fields, what are all the jobbers related now? Did you notice that? Two weeks in a row. What the hell is going on? Ma- are we going to get Brittany Fields next week? What is this? No. No. Bailey's going to feud with her arch enemy, Mrs. Fields, heir to the cookie fortune. Indeed. The hugger versus the cookie lady. 
Alright, I'd watch that as long as they have those sugar cookies with the M&M's in them. Those are good. What if they had pumpkin cookies with white fudge frosting? Well, as long as they were better than the ones I had tonight. Keebler. Alright. Looking at you. L- Disappointed! Let's, let's, let's move over to SmackDown and the big news. Well, there's been lots of big news, but some of the big news. Uh, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan looking like uh, two substitute teachers, um, laid down a challenge to Monday Night Raw for Survivor Series. They want a five-on-five singles match. They want five-on-five tag team match. They want a five-on-five women's match. Uh, How do you feel about that uh, being the central crux of Survivor Series? There, Doc, I think I've gone on record as saying that I don't really care for tag team wrestling because it's formulaic and I'm not a big fan of Survivor Series because it's a very samey show when you have a bunch of the traditional Survivor Series matches actually lined up on the card. Um, so I can't say I'm super excited. And it's also, I still sort of feel like they're doing an awful lot of interbrand back and forth with talent, with matches, with I mean, obviously, I don't think it's right that they necessarily would ignore each other. But they've been separate brands for such a limited amount of time. I just feel like there's been so much crossover that it's it, it, it sort of fails to make it, I don't know, interesting? Or, or there, it, to some degree, the intrigue isn't there? I, I don't know. What? I think this brand extension will be different than the last one because the brands will be more fluid in the sense that there'll be more interaction uh, between them. You know, we saw it with Summer, and I think it'll happen for the big ones. You know, and so we saw SummerSlam. They pretty much stayed away from each other <clears throat> until See, that's now leading up to Survivor Series. In the years, this last several years leading up to the brand split, I would not have called Survivor Series one of the big four anymore. I would have said that it had been um, supplanted by Money in the Bank. I think that's the the common opinion, but since it's one of the original four, it's like, you know, not that I know any of them, but people always talk about the original six hockey teams, despite the fact that at any given time, at least half of them suck. I have literally never heard anyone talk about the original six hockey teams in my entire life. T-Hog. T-Hog, if you listen to this, back me up. I believe they do talk about the original six hockey teams of the National Hockey League. I have also never heard anybody talk about hockey outside of (laughs) watching the movie Miracle. An excellent film. You should watch it, everyone. What about the Mighty Ducks? Well, that's not real hockey. That's just kids. What about the Knuckle Puck? Never heard of it. You gotta watch the Mighty Ducks movies. Come on, the knuckle puck. He stands the puck on end and hits a slap shot like that, so it spins. Is that something like the Sandlot? Uh, well, the Mighty Ducks is like the Sandlot. What about I Angels suppose. in the Outfield? Remember that movie? Yes, Tony Danza. So Dan, there's a thing. I, I quote that movie all the time when I say there's a thing called talent. They don't have it. Isn't there a a movie, a version of that movie with Christopher Lloyd as the angel? Is that the second one? Christopher Lloyd is the angel. Wait, who's Tony Danza? He's the pitcher. Uh, what about because he was still young year? enough? I don't know that one. You know, rookie of the year. Then once the kid, he breaks his arm and his ligaments get all tight and he comes like. I thought that was Little Giants. No, 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 no. Maybe that's a football movie. Sure is. With Rick all Moranis. Right. I like Rick Moranis. 
I would imagine so. Spaceballs is great. Well, and then there's... Uh, Ghostbusters. You know, Ghostbusters. And, and uh, what's the uh, movie with the plant? Oh, yeah, Little Shop of Horrors. Thank you. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and all its iterations. Yeah, the first one is okay. I'm not a big fan of Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. but Nor Honey, I Shr- We Shrunk Ourselves. No, but Rick Moranis had some great movies. Yeah. Spaceballs is good. Yes, it is. Spaceballs is good. I watched it recently. It does hold up. I might need to watch it again. John Candy playing Bart. John Candy is phenomenal. I miss that fella. I do, too. I love John Candy. Uncle Buck. That's a movie that does not get enough praise. That is a good movie. It is a good movie. I do like Uncle Buck. Mrs. Manson has a soft spot for Uncle Buck. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Now, that is an excellent film. If I had to pick maybe the best John Candy movie, that might be... Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is pretty good. That might be my contender. Steve Martin also is just phenomenal in that film. He is indeed. Oh, man, John Candy. What else was good with John Candy? I mean, I like him a lot in Blues Brothers, but like that's not really his film, you know, which is why. No. I've I've meant to watch Stripes, which oh, yeah. is like the uh-huh, I've seen that. I have but I don't think I've ever seen it. it. It's okay. Can I tell you an awesome can I tell you another movie I've never seen? Meatballs. Caddyshack. Caddyshack You should watch that film. And you should watch the Liam's- second one. The second one is not good, but you should watch it just because Dan Aykroyd plays Bill Murray's character. Like, it's the exact same character, except instead of Bill Murray, it's Dan Aykroyd. And just watching that juxtaposition, like, watch him back-to-back. I think there's some entertainment value to be had in that. I will say this about Bill Murray while we're on the subject. I almost, I get teary-eyed almost every time at the end of Groundhog Day. That is a good film. When finally, like, it's the next day, and he gets all emotional, like... He, he, it gets dusty in the room. He is very emotive. He, he is indeed. That is a good movie. Mm. Did you see... No, I asked you this already. Have you seen yet the female Ghostbusters? I have. Your thoughts? Uh, it was a fine film. Okay. It was humorous. I think we talked about it in... I think we talked about it in more detail. I liked his yeah. cameo. His cameo was in all that right. Movie. Yeah. All right. Not his best cameo. His best cameo goes to Zombieland. Another movie I have not seen. You should watch Zombieland. I know you don't like horror movies. I don't. I think there's a lot to love in that movie. Can I tell you, you know who's brought that up to me as a movie that we should see? Mrs. Matthews. And she hates horror movies even more than I yeah. do. So if yeah. she's... Now, Zombieland well, that might be good. That might be a weekend... Uh, maybe that'll be a weekend endeavor as we'll, we'll sit down and watch Zombieland. All right. All right. Um... We, we've got some more emails. We're already past the hour, Mark. Um, do you think SmackDown has enough talent to pull off? They're going to need five single stars, five women, and ten wrestlers to be tag teams. Yeah, they've got it. But they have to use everybody. Pretty much. Uh, would you read Pav's email for us? Because our good buddy Pav has a email about this no topic, I believe. subject. Greetings again, team Da-da-da from England. My apologies, Da-da-da. as it was a while you were reading my email on a private earful. DC's mic passed out. When it hit me in the face and we laughed for so like good. five minutes. I laughed so hard. 
Let's talk more brand split. After the great email by Mitchell Monroe about improv. Oh, Mitchell Monroe. That reminds me. We have another review on iTunes. Oh, my goodness. We do. Do you have it up to read? Uh, I do. I do. But we'll get back to that in a minute. Uh, after the great email by Mitchell Monroe about improv, I would like you to script these two scenarios. Oh, Mitchell also, I believe, has his own podcast now. He does. The Gift of Podcast, I believe it's called. I think I may be appearing on there in the future. I haven't worked out the details. Oh, really? Uh, but I've been invited. And you know how desperate I am to have praise heaped upon me uh, from all venues. So I, I, just a little tease. Again, I don't have any details yet. I'm really bad at getting back to people on Twitter. Um, Mitchell knows this. I admitted it in my first exchange with him. But I, I think that will be happening in the future. I, I'm sorry. Back to the email. Sorry, Pop. <clears throat> I would like you to script these two scenarios. It's obvious, as night and day, there will be a backstage segment at Survivor Series where the WWE chairman and the Universal Champion have a segment about the lines of one turning around from a vending machine, trainer's room, insert place, to see the other, and they have a verbal jousting along the lines of, well, look who it is. Say, if it is AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, imagine how it would go. And who walks away smiling? Think Triple H and JBL in 04 slash 05. You have no idea what that's referencing, do you? No. Also, how will a very likely segment between Roman Reigns, where he gives the what happened to you shtick to the Usos go, who in kayfabe meet for the first time since their turn? I can see them blaming Roman's booze for it when they were with him. Just a little fun... Where Nerds Eat See and the Weekly Wrestling News Alter Egos come together. Enjoy the pop. I'm not sure where Nerd DC fits into this. But where does the Weekly Wrestling News work into it? The I guess more of the improvising. Although if you think I'm improvising these songs, you're giving me a way more credit than I deserve. If you think I'm improvising um, most of the Weekly Wrestling News, you get more credit than I deserve. No, but you're. you're uh, we were improvising. Here's, here's my first. Here's my first question. Yeah, that's true. Here's my first question. Why would the WWE champion and the Universal champion need a segment with a vending machine? Aren't they going to be leading the singles teams? Is it going to be Team Owens versus Team Styles? I don't know. If the Ron Smack, treating, if Ron SmackDown, the way they're treating Kevin Owens as Universal champion, I wouldn't bet on that. If Raw and SmackDown are going to, you know, you're supposed to pick the five best talents from each brand, one would assume that their champions would need to be part of that. But I suppose you make a valid point. I want to see the segment where Kevin Owens has to tell Chris Jericho, you're not one of the five I picked. Oh, that'd be good. I pick, it's me and Rusev and Cesaro and Sheamus. Here in our corner, you see. Well, that's how he'll... Yes, and Jericho will be like, but... Uh-huh. You know, but but I want to be... We're best friends. You need your best I friend on your team. I am the face that runs the place, and you are the chump who runs the dump. That's what Kevin Owens is going to say? That's what AJ would say to Kevin Owens, that he, he's the chump running the dump. Because Raw's a dump. Compared to SmackDown, where AJ's running camp as a champ alright this is well, the really kind of gold that you get only on DDT Wrestling 
Well, and then Owens would respond with something like, well, you're only champion of the world, and he holds the belt up. This proves I'm the champ of the universe, and Jericho from behind him will be like, that includes Neptune and... Uh, Florida. You know, the... Co- the constellations and have you seen you know. that Sonic commercial? Which the, one? I don't remember what it's for, but the two guys are in the car and he's like, "This is the best chicken in all the solar system." He's like, "Yeah, it's the best chicken on Earth and Earth Two. And the guy's like, "No, like name any other planet." And he's like, "Florida." <laughs> I, it cracks me up every time I, I see it. I enjoy those every Sonic time. commercials, despite the fact that I uh, have never eaten their food. Oh, they're good. You should go. They are good. I like Sonic a lot. Really? Yeah. What do you get when you go there? Um, well, I like the Diet Cherry Limeade. It's just a uh, soda they mix that's with a bev- That's a beverage, though. Yeah, no, that's delicious. I mean food. Um, Food-wise, you know, I typically honestly just get um, a cheeseburger, which is quite tasty. Uh, I like having tater tots on the side. They serve those instead of french fries, although you can't ask for french fries. But tater tots are a nice change of pace. They also have hot dogs, and they frequently do specials. I mean, it's usually one of those mm. things where I'll go and get whatever the the latest odd item is. You know what I mean? Um, All right. <clears throat> there is a restaurant, literally, that I can walk to, which serves flavored tater tots. Ooh. Garlic parm tater tots. Really Ooh. quite good. Well, that sounds delicious. So. Thank you. All right. Um, getting back to Pav Zima. I love you, Pav. Well, we just but I, the I think part of it. The Roman Reigns and the up. Usos. I don't think the Usos are going to blame Roman. I think the Usos would try to convert Roman. Mm. Why are you trying to get those fans to on your side, man? They're not with you. Come with us. Wear a painter's pants and a hat. And then Roman can have this existential crisis backstage as he tries to determine whether he's going to turn his back on the fans. No, he would look at them and go, come on, boys. You know me. I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a good guy. Rocky Reigns. Uh, I'd watch that. Oh, man. Oh, man, that's what Cody Rhodes should have done, is he should have changed his first name to Rocky, and he could have been Rocky Rhodes. Ah, so good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I pretty much agree with you on the Usos, Roman Reigns thing. All right, looking past Survivor Series, though. Yes. We, you know, we had uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt won, uh, Dolph Ziggler's the new Intercontinental Champion, but who do you want to be the next guy to fight AJ Styles who for the title? Who do I want to be, or who will be the next guy? Both. Uh, it's going to be Dean Ambrose. Well, no, the next guy will be James Ellsworth. It's already been announced that that is the match next week on SmackDown. Yes, I'm aware. So past that, it's Dean Ambrose. Who do you want it to be? Kevin Owens. Fighting for the world title? Yeah. I would like to see the two of them in a match. I know it's not going to happen, so... A title unification. <laughs> You're done with the brand well, split already. That's what I wanted, and that's what I want. And <clears> I can't have that. Um, let's get Samoa Joe on SmackDown. Let's go. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't not. I am not messing around, DC. Let's get AJ Styles in there against Samoa Joe or Christopher Daniels or Frank Kazarian. I don't care. Let's get them all, and let's just put them in there at a big old meat fest and just let them... Do their dirty business. I'm terrified. Yeah. 
Did you watch NXT yet? No. I was too busy watching Lucha Underground. Do you know that Dario Cueto does coke? Not surprised. It was heavily, heavily implied. I believe it. He was Um, snorting something off of his desk, and it wasn't a Twinkie. Not. Have you ever snorted a Twinkie? Well, I did earlier on this show. Well, that was sniffed to Twinkie. Yeah. I don't believe any of it went up into your olfactory you glands or anything like that. That when you smell something, molecules of it go up into your nose and bind with the receptors in your membranes there, causing a chemical change that you perceive as smell. So, what I'm saying is, when you smell things, they become part of you. Is that why every time I have a cold for like a week after the cold goes away, I smell cigarette smoke or campfire smoke? Or is that because I'm dying? It's because you're dying. However, <laughs> when you go to the bathroom and you smell that lovely I'm taking this out. I'm taking the earphones out. I'm not listening to you. I know where this is going, and I'm not listening. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is... In terms of raw percentages, proportionality, at that moment in time, you are just, you know, a fraction of a percentage slightly more full of poo than you are during the rest of your life. Well, but that's not true, though, because if you go to the bathroom to get rid of some... Well, let's say you walked into a public bathroom where, you know, the atmosphere is not necessarily of your own making. How about that? Somebody else's... Fecal matter is becoming one with you. How does that make you feel? And will you ever go into a public restroom again? Neighborhood, we need to know. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. At this point, I can officially say that no one's listening. They heard fecal matter, and just like I did, threw their headphones away in disgust. Congratulations, Doc Manson. What do you think you would achieved the goal if you ate pepper spray? When did this become the science podcast I've been wanting to do? I don't know. How hot do you think pepper spray is? In terms of Scoville units? Yeah, Scoville units. So let's say, you know, a, a jalapeno is 2,500 to 5,000 Scoville units. A habanero is much, much higher than that, about 100,000 Scoville units. Um, where do you think pepper spray falls on that? I would say somewhere in between. No, pepper spray is practically a weapon. It's much, 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 much hotter. It's it's concentrated. Are we talking like ghost chili sort no, of level? No, we're talking like beyond, because this has been concentrated down to a weapon that you use to spray in people's eyes. It's like, honestly, it's like 5.3 million Scoville units. Then I imagine if you ate it, um, you would hopefully want to find a public bathroom as quickly as possible. What do you think it would be like 24, 36 hours after consuming the pepper spray? You know what I'm talking about. Yes, that's why I mentioned the public bathroom. I think you Can you imagine all of that pain on the way in? Can I I tell you, I had a really good, I had a humorous answer for you. And you completely cut me off. You would be in your bathroom crying and also online shopping for an entirely new wardrobe. That's what would happen. Fair enough. 
I'm not. I'm sorry to the other two people who sent us emails, including our friend Chip. I don't think Chip. we can go back to talking about professional Where's wrestling Chip's right email? now. It's there. Where? I don't see one from Chip. Well, you see one from Chip before he, because he hasn't changed his email to address it. Oh, fool you! Speaking of Rick Moranis, <laughs> we all know by now that Miz lost. An IC title to Dolph. I really don't care where Dolph goes from here. I'm thinking about the Miz, Mizzle, right, Tony S? Is there any way, logically, without turning this face, can we get him to the main event? I don't see any logical way to do this can happen without turning them either him or JJ face. And personally, I don't want to see either turn. But the matches would be stellar. <laughs> Love to hear your thoughts. Full disclosure, I have not listened to buy the book yet. So if you answered this, I apologize. Chip. Uh, I did not answer this and buy the yeah, book. Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody listens. I thought that... Despite the fact that it has Miz more is, listens than the Weekly Wrestling News Episode 6. I, I was trying... I think I have a theory about that. I released the Weekly Wrestling News, and then you release your garbage podcast within 24 hours of my release. And so people whose podcast apps have not updated, they just download the latest episode. So you are actually cutting my tale of listens short by releasing this by the poops of your pants. <laughs> That's a part of your pants, right? <laughs> It is if you eat pepper spray. I just want you to knock the mic over onto yourself again. That's all. That's what I'm going for here. <laughs> okay, what are we talking wow. about? Ziggler? Um, Miz? So he doesn't <clears throat> how to get Ziggler. How do, do you get Miz into the main how do you get Miz into the main event oh, without turning uh, him or AJ Styles heel? Or face you don't. rather. I think the Miz's next feud should be Dean Ambrose. I think his next feud should probably be D Dolph Ziggler. Or you move Miz back to Raw using Survivor Series as a device to have him turn on SmackDown and join Raw. And then you put him on Raw, and then you could have Miz versus Owens or Miz versus Rollins or any number of things. But how are you going to move Rusev to SmackDown if Lana's feuding with Charlotte? Lana could easily... I don't know what's going on with Eva Marie. Lana could easily take that role. I think she the looks role better as the... a blonde. Lana? Yeah. Have you ever seen her with all red hair? No. Then how do you know? That's, that is flawed logic. How is that flawed logic? How do, what do you mean? You have to experience something to know if you like it or not? That is very insensitive. Have you even talked to the LGBTQ community? LGBTQ community. Have you talked to them at all? You don't have to experience it to know what your preferences are. But I'm saying, what if she were to dye her hair all red and then all of a sudden you literally can't stand up anymore because you're so enamored with it? What would that have to do with standing? Things are in the way. I've heard that's how it works. <laughs> we can take this out of the show. 
I, I no, overstepped my bounds when I started talking about legitimate civic rights issues. <laughs> I didn't mean to use that as joke fodder. That was... I made a valid not, point, I think, but... You did. You did. Yeah. But I'm just saying, well, I'm you crying. know... You, you can you can say you prefer her as a blonde, but until you see her other ways, you, that, that your opinion might change once that happens. You got to. We should read Mitchell's email. Ways. What's that? We should read. We should read Mitchell's email. Then we should. Email. <laughs> you move him to raw. It's the easiest way to do it. So, James Ellsworth made his third appearance on WWE programming last night and is scheduled to challenge AJ Styles for the WWE title next week on SmackDown Live. I added the live because that's the name of the show, Mitchell. How far do you see his involvement with WWE going? Do you think he'll continue making sporadic one-off appearances? Will he ever get offered a contract as a Gilbert going character? Or is next week it for him? What 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 is the going thing? Zach Gowan, the one legged wrestler. Oh yeah, Lesnar destroyed him, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I think he could get a contract, but he's not gonna be. He kind of looks get like a... Heath Slater if he deflated him a little bit. Yeah. They make a good tag team. I'm not. I'm surprised that he didn't become the partner for Kota Ibushi. No, for Heath Slater instead of Rhino. Oh, right. Um, would you have preferred it if James Ellsworth was the one to win the Intercontinental Title off the Miz as opposed to Dolph Ziggler? No, I'm very happy with Dolph Ziggler as IC Champion. Why? Because they had to do something with him. And if they weren't going to retire him, that was the only thing they could do. So he can lose the title to Baron Corbin in the next six to eight weeks? Yeah, that seems likely. Okay, as long as you're a fan of it. I'm not. I just, I think it would have been fun for Daniel Bryan, you know, for Ellsworth to wrestle The Miz, because they had that thing where The Miz took him out, and then Daniel Bryan comes out, and distracts him, and Ellsworth rolls him up and randomly becomes the Intercontinental Champion, and then you could have Corbin take him out. Well, didn't they kind of do that exact <clears throat> same thing, except they did it in the main event? Yes, Without except... Without any of the continuity or sense-making? Yeah, but instead of Daniel Bryan and The Miz continuing their feud, it's AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose continuing their feud. Because what we need more of is the exact same two guys in the main event of SmackDown. Oh, I what we needed That's more exactly of what we need. For me. You need more praise. Yeah. I need more positivity after this show, which has gone... All, I would say it went off the rails, but I don't think it ever went on the rails. Whimsical blend of intelligent and casual by Mitchell Monroe. Left October 6th, 2016. This is a five-star review. Two guys with informed wrestling opinions coming at it! From different ends of the spectrums. DC from the traditional pro wrestling fan outlook. And Doc. What is wrong with you? From the narrative. <laughs> There's no answer to that question. And Doc from the narrative and writing outlook. Both work together to form an opinion that is realistic about basic improvements 
the wrestling storytelling method could use, while still holding to the elements that make us love pro wrestling in the first place. Whether you need DC's positive takeaways or Doc's critical rants, this show is for you. If that doesn't sell you, their undeniable chemistry and tangents of taste-testing snacks just might. That was beautiful. Thank you for That's listening a perfect way. to DDT Wrestling. Uh, DC? Uh, you made it sound like that was the end of the show. I was just going to stop. I don't know how to end a show. It's not one of my strong points. Uh, besides Mitchell's review, which is truly fantastic, and thank you very much. Yes, we appreciate um, that very much. What are your What's your piece of positivity to take you through the week? Um, uh, you go first. You go first. You always catch me off guard. I'm sorry. It's, I only ask you it every single week. Uh, I've got. I'm going to go with two. I'm going to cheat a little bit and go with two. Number one, uh, the return of Luke Harper. I love him. Always a fan of that. And number two, Bo Dallas has walked away from all remnants of the social outcasts, and he will be his own man and win uh, the United States title at some point in my dreams. I'm going to go with um, Jack Evans versus Sexy Star on Lucha Underground this week. It was a excellent match um some shenanigans in the tail end of it but overall hard hitting high flying i enjoyed that match quite a bit well all right then there you go i gotta get back into lucha underground i got distracted i'm now watching reno 911 again for like the third time because i love that show that show Uh, i love that never liked it Uh, okay next thing you'll be telling me i like super troopers never seen it all right. Well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. There's some positivity that was ruined at the last minute, of <laughs> it's course. It's what I do! Uh, to take you out of there, let's, let's just sum up. Uh, we've no, tasted... There is too you, much. You've, <laughs> you have heard... Nice Princess Bride quote, Thank by you. the way. It took me a minute, but I got I it. I reverse because um, I sum up, but you know, whatever. Yes. Let me explain. No, it's, 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 all right. Uh, you have uh, now experienced what it's like to eat breakfast with Doc Manson. Um, you have heard our thoughts on Raw and SmackDown. Um, you have pondered what eating pepper spray is like. If anyone has personal experience with that, send us an email, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. I would love to hear we stories won't... of people who have been blasted with pepper spray. I'm sure someone in the sound of our voice either has or can connect us to someone who has. Hmm. Um, and we've read a, a beautiful review, a beautifully written review. We hope that you will take the time out of your busy, busy days to write us a review on iTunes, a five-star review, if you please. Uh, that's the way that we grow. That's the way that more people can discover us and we can expand the neighborhood to the heights and breadth that it deserves. Uh, DDTWrestling at gmail.com. At Doc Manson, at DC Matthews NAI. What am I missing? How else can we promote ourselves? ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders. Buy some merchandise. Buy yourself a DDT Wrestling shirt. 
If you like any of the ridiculousness that goes on in this show, I encourage, I implore you to check out the weekly wrestling news if you haven't already. It is my love child with myself. I will I will abstain from podcasting on Monday to give no, you the maximum. No, no, I'm just giving you a hard time. You release your little garbage things whenever you want to. I love your show. I love your show too. It's so good. I like this last you've never listened, by the book. You've where never you listened. Booked things. where I what? Where I what? What did I you, book? You book uh, Tell me. Professional wrestling. I hate you. <laughs> I predicted it. You see? He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I'm not even giving you a chance to say anything else before we head out into the good night. You have lost that privilege, sir. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. We will see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>